Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, 3rd of 3rd, 3rd of March. Beware the Ides of March. Fairly standard day overnight. Wall Street down 143. Spy futures up 16. Our market was up, what was it, 71 yesterday? Ended up down 27. Anyway, recovering a bit of that today with up 41. Main drivers today are BHP and Rio and Fortescue Metals. BHP up 2.8%. Rio up 1.7%. Fortescue up 4.4%. They went ex-dividend this week and fell a bit. And that seems to be a signal to some people to buy on weakness, which they are doing today. The iron ore price up 0.7% last night. Copper price up 2.4%. Aluminium price up 5.4%. AWC Alumina only up 1.4% though today. But it is a day for resources and the gold price as well up $10 and most of the gold stocks looking pretty pretty healthy today. The RBA yesterday didn't really say too much. The 10-year bond yield, which peaked in the last few days after Jerome Powell poured cold water on the interest rate fears, wasn't really backed up by the RBA. So the Aussie dollar rose a bit and the 10-year bond yield rose a little bit yesterday. The general consensus is that the RBA isn't going to make any comment about their inflation fears probably until about August, and that for now they will continue to do whatever they have to do to engineer an economic recovery. Speaking of the economic recovery, we have the fourth quarter GDP number today. Consensus is for a quarter on quarter growth of 2.3% with the NAB expecting 2.9%. We'll see if that confirms the generally better than expected economic recovery that's been going on for the last three months since the vaccine news dropped on the market. Right, without anything to disturb the cash versus equities debate in our portfolios, and without anything terrifying happening on stocks, we're very happy with the resources going up. We're heavily overweight, having sold in the income fund, having sold our REITs on the interest rate fears, real estate investment trusts, and rolled the money into BHP, Rio, and Fortescue ahead of their dividends. So very happy to see those going up. Long may it last, doubtless it won't. So I've got a bit of a smorgasbord of stuff for you today. First thing is to say we've made one small purchase today. The other day we sold Z1P Zip. Well, we didn't sell it. We took the top off our almost 4% holding. It had doubled in a couple of months. So we halved our holding. We are buying a 1% holding today in our portfolios in Afterpay, which is 28% off the top after the recent capital raising and the interest rate fears. So froth has blown off. Have a look at the chart. You can't value Afterpay on traditional fundamentals. So it's really a sentiment game. Take them, take the chances when they come. Have a look at the chart. It's bottom of the trading range, just touching the uptrend support line at the lows. We'll give that a go. We'll pyramid in to a 3% holding if it behaves, if it bounces off that support line, if the market behaves. If the market doesn't behave, it's the poster child for exuberance. And we'll doubtless get hit again, but just taking our chances there, starting a holding. Otherwise, as I say, I've got a smorgasbord of things today. A chart of the VIX volatility index shows that the spike last week on the interest rate 
great fears is fading away again and it is trending volatility or fear it's not really fear is it it's just a mathematical calculation based on the implied volatility of index and futures options over the US markets the reason it gets traction is because the media loves talking about the fear index fear gets more clicks than gentle optimism anyway the fear index the fear is trending down not quite back to bull market norms as you'll see on the chart but going the right way I've got a chart of the 10-year bond yield showing the recent peak and that's why the market caught itself after a couple of bad days last week because 10-year bond yields came off and Jerome Powell told us there's nothing to worry about for the next three years or so on the inflation front and today one Fed governor has talked down the risks saying the US could experience a burst of short-lived inflation rather than long-term inflation and as I say the RBA didn't really do too much to help things overnight and the bond yield has started to tickle up again this bond yield issue is quite fundamental that short squeeze issue that belted the market for one day three weeks ago as those reddit stocks got sold off putting some pressure on hedge funds that was very temporary it's easy in hindsight but very temporary as a phenomenon this interest rate issue though is deeply fundamental could easily upset the market if October 2018 is anything to go by and the Fed know that and the RBA know that and they will do everything they can to avoid that but it could come back a couple of quick things Roger Montgomery had an article I haven't read it yet but it said the title was why I don't think we're headed for a correction and Hamish Douglas did a webinar yesterday anyone in the industry got a compulsory professional development point we have to do so many points a year you got a point for listening to Hamish Douglas which you probably want to do anyway you got a point for listening to Hamish Douglas for an hour yesterday so a lot of that's in the press he was actually dubbed Dr. Douglas by our team yesterday because he handed out that much medical analysis you wonder whether he's a fund manager or a medical professional but that's okay but he focused on the risk of a mutant strain or mutant strains of the virus that would not be managed by the existing vaccines interrupting this assumption we've got of economic recovery here are some of the things he said this widespread investor ignorance of the still present virus threat is a risk that Magellan isn't ready to isn't ready to take sorry he said I'm not holding heaps of cash but I'm also not placing a lot of pointy bets that the vaccine holds I don't think it's a time to be fearful when others are greedy it's a time to be cautious when others are greedy but until we have some clear clearer scientific evidence around the mutation risk there is just no margin for error in markets on this at the moment and he talked about half of their flagship fund holding defensive assets in utilities consumer staples and cash cash is at six percent if we really get inflation markets will get polaxed he said and if you overlay this with the mutation risk of the virus and overlay this again with some clear speculative frenzies and this is a really really difficult environment to deal with so a predictably balanced cautious rather than exuberant view of the market when did you ever hear a fund manager being exuberant right I've also got a link in the strategy piece to an article on Livewire written by a bonds guy who said he got emailed by a friend of his about his 68 year old mother who had got $300,000 and using compareinvestments.com.au had gone looking for a high interest rate and been sent a bunch of pre- 
prospectuses for a high yielding bond portfolio and he had had a look at it and he's a bonds expert he'd had a look at it and thought oh this is backed by a decent bank the rates are good and then he'd got a an email from bells saying that there was this high interest rate scam going around and indeed it was the one that his friend's mother was about to put three hundred thousand dollars into and he had said it was probably okay to do so so just be aware of this high interest rate scam and you can read about that in the strategy piece today by clicking on the live wire link right lastly the bank of america is getting some press overnight they have put out their wall street bullishness chart which is a measure of the sell side that means brokers sell side is brokers buy side is fund managers so the strategists on the sell side in other words broker strategists have recommended asset allocations how much cash how much equities how much bonds and out of that you can work out whether brokers are bullish or bearish and it's called the wall street bullishness chart and at the moment they're as bullish as they've been since june 2007 which was pre-gfc and they have a band like a bollinger band that runs on the top and bottom of that chart where the suggestion is if it crosses up through the top of or through the top line then it's a sell signal which implies extreme bullishness for stocks and it's just about to cross up through that line so it is a sign now speaking of signs that got me on to a couple of emails i've had from members about my comment yesterday about my 20 year old daughter putting a head around the door of my study and saying that she wanted to put five thousand dollars into the stock market now as one member quite rightly pointed out she should be paying rent if she can afford to speculate in the stock market i agree i will take that suggestion home to her i'll give her your email address so she can thank you for the suggestion but at the top of a market there are always signs so bank of america's wall street bullishness sign might be one but to give you just to amuse you in looking back at the gfc in 2007 2008 i remember patterson's which was the perth broker that i worked for it's quite a small broker but there was such a boom in they were a resources based broker well that was their specialty on the corporate side and they did almost as many deals as ubs in resources stocks i think was their boast hundreds of IPOs over a few years and it was really blooming in 2007 and I remember they put their name on Subiaco Oval I don't think it was adopted by the WA residents who always knew it as Subiaco but it became known as Patterson Stadium surely a sign that brokers are doing too well there are also three if you look back I can only remember two of them I'm trying to get Henry to remember the third one oh, we haven't we haven't uh, remembered it if you remember it give me an email but three stockbrokers listed in 2007 just before the GFC and they all ended up falling 90% Bell Financial Group was one listed in December 2007 hit $2.41 on the first day and I think it was the opening trade was the highest price it ever hit $2.41 and in under three months it was under 40 cents Wilson HTM the code was WIG the founders made a fortune it's now code 
PNI Pinnacle listed at two dollars in June 2007, hit four dollars 38 if the chart's correct, and then fell to 57 cents over the GFC, and I can't remember the other one. And then of course there was Rams Group, Rams Home Loans, which listed and was the greatest coup. In fact, it was described I think as the most disastrous IPO of all time. And the IPO took in 650 million for the founder. I'm not sure he got the whole 650 million. Anyway, the IPO took in 650 million and literally in weeks it had almost gone bust as the GFC froze their access to credit and they had six billion dollars worth of loans out. I think they got bought, was it by Westpac? Anyway, who says brokers can't time the market? They were all exploiting the market in 2007 ahead of the GFC, surely a sign. And finally, I remember a lovely story from, he will remain nameless, an analyst, a resources analyst at Patterson's, which of course is in WA, and he tells a story of being on a boat of the CEO of a company that Patterson's had listed in 2007, rushing out on their flash boat drinking champagne, rushing out to Rottnest Island for the Channel Swim, which happens, I think, in September. And as they quaffed their champagne, a bunch of brokers on the boat of the CEO of a much larger IPO that year ripped past them and almost sank them with its wash. And as they watched that boat rip past, a helicopter appeared and buzzed that boat. And that was full of brokers of an even bigger broker. And they're all flicking Vs out of the windows at the brokers on the boats. And the analyst reputedly then left the drinks party on deck, went down below deck, got on his mobile phone and sold every resources stock he had, later professing that it doesn't get to look any better than that, which I think is a line out of Top Gun anyway. Signs of excess are all around us. Can we see them at the moment? I don't know. My daughter wanting to put $5,000 in the stock market is one sign. Some of her peers who are making tens of thousands of dollars in small stocks following the Reddit chat sites, I really must start watching those, is another sign. The mere fact we're looking at sites like Reddit is a sign, I suppose. You can just see us in five years' time looking back going, do you remember when we used to get stock tips off Reddit? Hilarious. Anyway, I don't think it's that bad yet, but clearly some signs around. Q. Wolf of Wall Street Yacht Music. Anyway, you have a fabulous day. See what excesses you can get up to. Things seem to be behaving themselves here. You can relax. Mark it up 41 as I leave you. Dow futures up a healthy 56. You have a good day and I'll speak to you tomorrow.